Hey, Dennis. Sorry to interrupt you, man. What happened? Uh, you called me Steve. Sorry. Let me do no, that no, again. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I just, I figured I would tell you now instead of like. <laughs> Why did I like, call you I, Steve? Should I tell him now or later? I'm like, I don't know. Where did I say that? Uh, just right. Like with the last thing you said, like, uh, let's, let's talk, talk with Steve. Steve. <laughs> it said Sean in my notes. Oh, you do. Yeah, it's cool. You call me whatever you want. But, All right. Like, let's try that again. That for the podcast. Yeah, let's yeah. try that. Take two. I'm Dennis Mojado, call sign AD60M, and this is the Hamdom Thoughts Podcast. This is a podcast about amateur radio, electronics, software, and tinkering. Today I am joined with Sean, also known as the Ham Radio Dude. HRD, as we call him, is an active YouTuber and does streams, product and gear reviews, and operation on his YouTube channel. He's also part of Ham Radio 2.0's YouTubers Bunch. Let's talk with Sean today. Stay tuned. Sean, thanks for being on the show. How you Thank doing? You. I'm good. How are you today? Pretty good. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. I gotta mention, this is take two because I called you Steve earlier. Sorry about that. It's all good. Hey, I've been called a lot worse in my life, so if that's uh, the worst you got. I'm called cool. Adam very often. In fact, I think I was called Adam at uh, Charles uh, Red Summit RF live stream yesterday, so... Yeah, interesting. Well, if you want me to continue to call you Adam, it'll it'll be perfect. Yeah, when uh, Adam K6ARK Adam joined JerryNet, that dropped off a bit because then they found a real Adam to. to oh, there you to. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're from Arizona, is it? Because I got a little thrown off by the W9 call sign. Yeah, a lot of people do get thrown off by that, and I'm actually in Northern Illinois. Uh, oh, but the, okay. The thing is, is I have my ULS registered in Arizona because I do spend some time out there quite a bit of time out there and with the whole virus thing that was going on i thought i was going to be going back out there i thought if we were going to have another year of this i had to go to better weather yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely so you're out uh in illinois okay that makes sense then cool and uh that's that's why i was thinking okay i'm gonna schedule this meeting but i don't know what time zone he really is in well, first of all, because Arizona is totally confusing, but then I actually didn't know where you were. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, let's see, do they change their times? Do they not change their times? It, it depends, I guess. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm nor northern Illinois, so I'm about uh, five hours south of temporary offline, and I'm uh, 15 minutes south of the Wisconsin border. Okay. And maybe an hour from Chicago. So have you met up with uh, T.O.? Yeah. In fact, we did this really cool... Uh, we'll call it a collab project on YouTube about a month ago where he was driving through town. And I said, Hey, let's have a uh, temporary offline. And his daughter asked Ralea, let's go ahead and, and have them show me how to do parks on the air. And we made a whole day of it and it ended up being a really good time. Cool. Yeah. So you're an active YouTube creator. 
You're part of a few of the live streams that I see throughout the week. And uh, are you also part of that new one, the the clubhouse? Are you in that one? I'm not part of the the clubhouse, no. no? Okay. But, uh, yeah, quite a few quite a few little projects we got going on as far as uh, what I do on YouTube there for sure. And yeah. um, watch to do uh, you do a bunch of uh, product reviews, uh, and then of course there's the FT8 off and operation. And uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? You know your background. Yeah. How, uh, that, how you got started absolutely. in ham radio. Sorry, I keep stepping on you. No, no, there's a little bit of delay on my part. My apologies, Dennis. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know, uh, my call sign is W9FFF. I've been licensed now for about seven years. And the, the thing about it is, is back in college, I was working at an internet service provider. And they were like, hey, you want to climb towers and you want to track down interference? And because we have a licensed spectrum of, of frequencies for our for our wireless internet. And I said, yeah, let's do it. And I really started to kind of kind of really enjoy playing with the spectrum analyzers, climbing the towers, running the wires. And I said, this is pretty fun. But uh, I went on after college to work the internet company for a few more years. And then I joined the military, which I did for about four and a half years. I was in the United States Air Force. Uh, I was military police. So the furthest from doing anything with towers you could ever think of, right? Uh, but actually in the military... Uh, I did have a couple opportunities to at least work with a couple of different uh, people to in in foreign countries to uh, to set up frequency allocations or at least confirm frequency allocations for certain things. So that was kind of nice. Uh, when I got out of the military, I went in. I became a police officer, and I was a police officer for about five years. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I got a, I got a little bit of an injury, and it was not duty related by any means, but it took me out of being able to do police work. So. You know, I got into this thing where, what am I going to do now that I can't work as a police officer and I can't be as physically active as I used to be? And I, I said, well, I am a licensed amateur radio operator. <laughs> I said, maybe I should start playing with that a little bit more as a, as a hobby. And it might be kind of fun. And really, it's just not like all of a sudden I picked up amateur radio. When I was a kid, my my dad, I probably between like nine and 11 years old. He, uh, he had a Cobra 19 CB radio in his car and a K40 antenna. And I always thought it was kind of cool that he was talking, you know, maybe down the road or whatever. And some days we would hear a little bit further communications. And I'm like, well, that's really cool. We're, we're hearing Southern Illinois. We're in Northern Illinois, you know? Hmm. So I really, I really started to get a kick out of that too. He gave me a police scanner one year and I, I tore it apart. The first thing I did when I got it is I tore it <laughs> apart. He wasn't too happy, but... Uh, <laughs> But that, that really kind of got me into all this stuff too. So uh, I figured too, you know, here I am getting back into amateur radio. I know about, I know about cable links, you know, I know about spectrum analyzers. I, I might as well go have fun with this. And so that's kind of a little bit of my history as far as uh, amateur radio goes. So what year you know, did you get licensed? Uh, 2014. Okay. I can almost tell you the date. It was July in 2014, but I think it was like <laughs> July 14th, 2014. Okay. So quite a bit of experience there. It's interesting that you say you were an MP. I remember uh, when I was uh, growing up as a Navy brat, the MPs were the people I was always scared of because if I forgot my ID, I'd get a lot of questions to you know get into the base housing or wherever I was going. You always had to have your ID on you. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, it was, uh, it was an interesting mix of work. And I say military police, but it was called security forces in the Air Force. It's mm -hmm. one in the same um, and I did, I did a little bit of gate duty. Mm -hmm. uh, I did, uh, I did a lot of flying with the aircraft. So, and I provided security on the aircrafts in areas where there was no NATO, 
uh, security or you you might not expect to find any nato security or just the plane needed to be secured maybe there was you know prisoners or assets on the plane so that was a it was a really good time but yeah uh that was it was fun and i got to travel all over the place so yeah i really did really did enjoy that yeah and it was much better than checking the gates at the ids (laughs) or the ids (laughs) at the gate rather what kind of activities do you like to do most nowadays yeah that's a good question too because when i uh when i was active as a police officer or in the military i was always working out very physical i'd love to run but here's the problem when you get when you get hurt you get an injury (laughs) there's no you lose a lot of the things you used to be able to do like photography was one of the big things i would do and i'd I go hike in miles and I take photos of Glacier, Glacier National Park, you know, mm-hmm. when I lived in Montana. Mm-hmm. Can't do that anymore. So um, my interests are still the same. I just had to find ways to adapt them to what I'm capable of. So, you know, I love photography. We're getting used to this video stuff here and trying to learn how to how video works. And uh, I'm a guitarist. I like to play guitar. Oh, nice. Gonna, yeah. I've been doing that since I was about 12 years old. So it goes as as far back as when I started to like radio. Wow. Pretty much a, I'm a guy who likes hands-on kind of things. I'll play with raspberry pies. I like to build little raspberry pie kits or uh, little projects that, that involve raspberry pies or Arduinos. Yeah, cool. Yeah. You, do you ever jam with Mike, MRD, the big guitarist oh, of our groups? <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how good our band would sound together. I, I think we're too, respectively too, I think we're just two different completely types of musicians you know oh, i think okay. i'm the kind of guy who will go on the back porch at night and just play a like, very slow melodic song mm-hmm. and i think he's a little bit more into the metal maybe maybe we can make it work i guess we'll see if uh, yeah. if he's over there at the huntsville ham fest maybe maybe we'll make it work do some like classic crossover metal kind of stuff right <laughs> it could be interesting <laughs> your youtube channel there's a lot of videos there and yeah, they've been uh, really cool watching you kind of develop with with the group as well, with the YouTubers bunch. Uh, can you tell us why you got into YouTubing for ham radio to start with? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, here I am, and, and again, we talk about this injury that pretty much changed the way I had to do things uh, for a while, and I'm getting a lot better, which is great. But I, I wanted to still be able to use photography and, and video since I had a lot of the equipment, I said, well, I, I could make a YouTube channel. What am I going to make it on? Well, I'm getting into amateur radio now and I don't, I don't ever claim to be a professional. I'll tell you what I know. And if I don't know it, I don't know it, but I said, Hey, it would kind of be cool to document what I'm doing in amateur radio, or it would also help me maybe get out a little bit more. My initial whole thought on this thing was it was going to be a channel where I went out and I went to all these ham fests and interviewed people, what they thought about the ham fest or what their, their thought on the newest latest radio was, but you know, the world slowed down last year a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, so I had to, I had to kind of quickly adapt to what, what, uh, cards we were dealt, so to say. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I got into it and it was, it was to, to have a hobby, to keep myself busy, but really to, to, yeah, give me more interest, more, more, uh, more direction, I guess you'd say, mm-hmm. and be able to keep kind of fresh with some of the old stuff that I used to do. You know, I could totally imagine you as kind of like the reporter on the scene at various. That's what ham- I'm talking about, right there. Fests, yeah, right. Yeah, and absolutely. Well, just, are you familiar, Dennis, with Mr. Beast? Yes, I am. Okay, so, so I am going to explain Mr. Beast just in case anybody listening isn't. <laughs> Mr. Beast is like this very giving guy, and he'll go out and do sometimes pretty wild things. 
and you know he'll go out and give a new house to somebody or a new car to somebody now let's be realistic i'm never going to give a new house or a car to anybody but you know one of the things with my ham fest was is i wanted to run around and uh, you know, do the interviewing and reporting like you're talking about but also i wanted to like, surprise people who maybe maybe i could see that they were interested in the hobby at a ham fest but maybe maybe they can't afford a radio or hey maybe they just uh want to be surprised and so i wanted to go around and i wanted to like throw out radios to 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 younger people or people getting into the hobby mm-hmm. um i thought that would be a kind of a cool thing i guess i got this very giving as i'm told i got this very giving kind of attitude or persona to me yeah that's great paying yeah. it forward getting people started exactly yeah and i think that's what it's all about um i gotta tell you uh, we'll probably talk about it later i'm sure but I've enjoyed this hobby so much. And the people that I've met in this hobby have been so comforting to me. It's kind of like my way of giving back. I, it wasn't complete for me unless I did the same thing that people had done to me. You know? Yeah. Before I get to my next question, I just want to comment about your studio that I'm seeing right now in the zoom. You got uh, kind of a checkerboard pattern of, I guess those are sound absorbing thingies. <laughs> Back there, yeah. you got a nice pod mic going. It's like a regular looking, you know, newscaster studio. Yeah, going. Well, I, pre- there. I appreciate that. Uh, you know that the thing about the the foam pads in the back is I actually have a wall right here that's full of foam pads just mm-hmm. to to kind of prevent the echo. But yeah. I had a bunch of extra ones, and I said, "Why not make a checkerboard out of it?" Right? Yeah, kind of looks cool. <laughs> it gets a lot of. Talk it reminds on, me on kind of like a fifties diner almost. That's what everybody says. I love that too. <laughs> what you can't see behind me is, well, maybe you can if I move right here, that 3D printer there as well. Uh-huh. Oh, nice. On the toolbox. So, so you got the uh, the making right behind you. Yeah, it's a kind of an all-in-one studio, but it is pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I got the pod mic. I got a, a Pro FX Mackie mixer. and Nice. Kind of a good deal. Kind of fun. Yeah. I was looking at that pod mic for a while, but I could never find one available at the time. This was like last year sometime. So I agree with you. You know, I was looking for one too and I couldn't find them. And then one day, like, I don't know, Adorama or one of those websites, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they said they were in stock. And so Snatched my buddy bought up. three and I think I bought two. Nice. <laughs> you never know when you're going to use it. I mean, it's such one. a nice mic and it's like only a hundred bucks. And, you know, uh, everyone I hear with one, it's like, I think Smoking Ape has one, right? And yeah. it just sounds so nice, you know? Smoking and Ape and I, we got this thing going on where we, we, we pretty much have an identical setup at this point. He has the pod mic. I have the pod mic. Oh, nice. Um, I, I bought a Sony uh, ZV-1 camera. He's, he bought the ZV-1. We have the same uh, mixer. It's kind of comical, actually, but <laughs> it's, it's because we're just trying to find like that perfect uh, sound for a, a reasonable price. But I got to tell you, your microphone sounds pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. This is uh, what I'm using here for the listeners is a uh, Rode. I'm trying to look because I always get the names mixed up. It's a Procaster. Oh, yeah. And And I've heard a lot about a Procaster. The Procaster, because not to be confused with my mixer, which is called a Rodecaster, (laughs) the Procaster was the only thing that I could find that was available when I was looking for that pod mic. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just go to that one because I can't find the one I'm actually looking for. And I I don't regret it. It's a great sounding mic. It's just that, uh, you know. Wish I could have spent hundred bucks instead of whatever this one was. Like right, right. Well, I got to tell you, there's nice level tones on there too. You know, it it just sounds really level. It sounds yeah, sounds good on the ears for sure. Ham radio dude, how did you come up with that name? <laughs> well, so 
the initial concept of me even doing YouTube was at uh, Hamvention 2018 or 19. I can't remember. And I thought of I thought Balfang Man would be great. I was, I was going to dress in a costume and I was be on YouTube as Balfang Man. <laughs> and then I saw that Ham Radio Crash Course kind of already had that. So yeah. you know, sometimes I get these remarkable <laughs> ideas and I have to fact check them. And that one, fact oh, check it's was, already taken. <laughs> yeah. Was, so so if if you had to ask me how I came up with Ham Radio, dude, I, I I honestly couldn't tell you. I think it was just I needed to put something in the YouTube box that day. Oh, okay. Like, what what's your name? And I'm like, yeah. Ham radio, dude. But I think part of it might have also been that I want to attract viewers that are, you know, the younger generation of viewers or, or, or watchers, if you will, whatever you want to call it. And I was thinking that, I don't know, is dude still a cool word? Uh, you know, so I was like, well, maybe dude's still like kind of cool. And people be like, oh, that's the dude. So yep. there's no real cool story behind it. I always hear it. Oh, here's the dude. He's on the live chat. <laughs> the dude abides. Yeah. Yeah. Or HRD is here. Yeah. And and in fact, it's it's interesting because, you know, we talked about my military career a little bit ago, as well as my police career. And the thing is, is I was never called by my first name. So when people call me Sean these days, I'm like, oh, who are you talking to? And like, like the wait, intro? Or when I called yeah. you Steve, that's when you notice I didn't call you Sean. <laughs> I picked up on that one, though. But uh but uh, I also recognize people can't just call me by my last name anymore because that's that's a military you know, police thing, right? So, well, what can they call me? What's a good nickname? And, and the dude, I guess the dude stuck pretty well. Yeah. I do have a tendency to call a lot of people dude. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's where it came from. I don't maybe know. Maybe you are Californian and uh, have some surfer, surfer blood. Yeah, probably. My dad used to, my dad used to get pretty upset at me. I'd be at the dinner table. I'm like, I'd call him dude, which I understand now is probably not the best thing to do, <laughs> Yeah, especially at a dinner table. <laughs> my kids called me dude. I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. And it definitely, you know, I'd lived in Arizona for a while. I used to visit California a lot too. Maybe I picked up a lot of it there. I, I'm not quite sure. All right. Uh, what do you wish you could get more into in ham radio? Um, the thing about ham radio and, and the things I want to get into would, would be a very physical thing. So I want to get into soda. You know, I see guys like K6ARK out there basically conquering these mountains. Yeah. And, and I just know that that's something I would have done back in the day if I would have, if I would have got more into this earlier mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, soda operations. But what I'm starting to discover is there are soda, uh, summits that I'm capable of actually going to, um, there's one couple hours away from here. And it's only like a 400 foot incline. I think it's a very easy little trail too. It's, it's nothing crazy. So, uh, soda, definitely soda. And then I'd like to get into Poda as well. More. Some more portable type operations, QRP, QRL. Yeah, you got it. It, That's exactly it is a QRP operations. Um, in fact, I just bought a, uh, Oh, now I'm not going to remember what it was, but I just bought a a QRP (laughs) radio, uh, on Saturday and hopefully it'll be delivered here this week. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, there's a, there's a thrill there of trying to fight the rush of people who are running a hundred Watts or 700 Watts. Mm-hmm. And all you got is, you know, five Watts. Yeah. I think that'll be it's awesome time. when you get, when they, when you say QRP and they, they focus on you, they just kind of laser hone in on you and say, okay, QRP station. And everyone got, just quiets down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting. I got to tell you too. I tried to run QRP at field, uh, winter field day a couple of years ago. And that was my first time trying to run QRP. So it left a bad, uh, it left a bad impression on me because on field day, there's QRP is a hard thing to work oh, on field yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, trying yeah. to break so, pileups and QRP on field day. 
can only imagine. This next question I already kind of covered, but uh, what's your shack like? We talked about your studio. What's your shack yeah. like? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, my shack is my studio. My studio is my shack. And the thing is, is I basically, I'll talk about my equipment here first. It, it, I have it very, very minimal because it is a small room. It might look large, but it's kind of small. Uh, I have a Yaesu FTDX10 with an MFJ939 antenna tuner as my primary radio. And next to it, I have a ICOM IC7300 that I, I tend to use from time to time, uh, especially when the firmware updates come out. I like to test those out and see how those are. Um, I'm just using a 30 amp power supply, and then I go into a for for the antenna it goes up into the attic i'm in an hoa where they're very restrictive i don't even mm-hmm. hold the outside of my walls oh and so i can't run anything but into the attic and so i got a four to one uh end fed and uh you know it does it, it does a good job um as far as radio equipment that's about it but then if we turn around i got that 3d printer i talked about and that is actually pretty useful for me for for amateur radio and getting involved in radio so I, I keep things simple around here for sure. Ed, uh, I, I remember in particular that FTDX 10, is it? Or 101, 10. Right? Uh, I have the FTDX 10, but I think yes. I did make a video on the 101. It was kind of like a little spoof parody video Yeah, where the I, wife took off. Well, maybe that's the one that I remember. But I was like, oh, wow, that that's a, that's an amazing Yesu there. That's probably the FTDX 10 that you saw then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I made a couple of like parody spoof videos where I bought an FTDX 101. Not really, but you know, and the wife found out and she took off, so I had to buy her a new washer. But there's this whole series here. And the reason I really bought her a new washer is it was generating noise. And that's actually kind of what I like to do as well, if if I can kind of bring it back to that. You know, I have a noise issue in my house, right? I could track it down with an AM radio and, and I'm good to go. But instead of doing that, I'm going to make a little bit of a fun episode out of it. Right. So yeah, you see me yeah. walking around the house. I finally find out that it's the washing machine. So I yelled down to the wife that really, I don't have, but you know, it's, it's just <laughs> kind of like a little bit of a fun act. Hey, you know, we're buying a new washing machine for you because I bought this FTDX 101, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm playing off of these. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's a, there's a script involved in the same time you're learning things about radio. So it's been pretty fun. Wow. But so the lengths you'll go to uh, get rid of that RFI, huh? It's uh replacing right. whole washers. Exactly. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Uh <laughs> but uh if we if we talk a little bit more about my my shack setup though. I do have an oscilloscope and a spectrum analyzer as well and I tend to use those and pull them out on a lot of my videos. Um I really enjoy seeing what the what the spectrum looks like, you know. I think TO hinted about uh oscilloscopes. And in the last stream, I think that was when it, you guys were talking about, I don't, I missed that whole conversation in the discord. So I, I didn't really know what you guys were talking about, but I, I agree with, um, with the smoking ape because I think he got one, but doesn't really have a use yet for it is what he was saying or something like that. I don't know what I would use it for if I had one other than verifying sine waves on my, on my inverter or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the the oscilloscope is a very interesting thing. I bought it at the beginning of the year, and I actually never used an oscilloscope before. So I said, you know what, I'm going to buy it. We're going to figure out how to use it. And I've tried like three times, and I'm I'm not the kind of guy who could read a book and be like, oh yeah, it makes complete sense. Let's do this. So it's kind of just been sitting there. However, now that these guys, I was I was away for a few weeks, and I come back, and all these guys are talking about scopes, and I'm like, 
what's going on. So now they're all getting interested in our buying scopes. I think this is one of the cool things about, even though we have some events in the world going on where we can't go out and, and interact in person, all these guys are doing these, we're, we're buying these scopes and we're going to learn them together. And I, I think it's a great idea. What are we going to use it for? Great question. Yeah. We I mean, we'll, it's we'll just, out, it's like, it's like our steady path, our steady, like cumulative path to becoming electrical engineers, basically. That's the cool thing about the hobby though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you can go so many directions and it, it reaches so many different types of people. You know, you got the, the engineers, the electrical engineers, uh, it, you could just go so many different ways with it. And now with technology and raspberry Pis, you can, you can incorporate those in there. And yeah, it's just a, it's one thing that thing. I've been really meaning to do with raspberry Pi that I haven't really, um, just gotten off my butt and actually done it is work with that node red. I, I don't know if you've seen Kyle and his setup for his flex. It has this whole flow path of you, you basically design your circuits by flows on this like web interface and it's it's really awesome and i got as far as understanding how to turn on an led but i want to get it to his level where i can actually control my radio different relays different antennas all from like button clicks and stuff that would be and, cool yeah you know i i think he said the other day that i think it was on like the friday night youtubers bunch or a happy hour. That's what it was. And he was talking about how he's going to start doing some no red stuff. And I think he's going to make some videos if I, if I understood it correctly, yeah, which would be, be awesome. really cool because that would be something that would be awesome to work with. Yeah. And as I understand it, flex radios, they have that technology maybe even built in where you could implement node red. And I'm not completely positive. On yeah. That, but I think it's, yeah. um, it, it sure has a lot of inputs that I don't use in the back. So I have a, a 6,400. So <laughs> All I do right now is basically the antenna, the power, and then there's a there's one RCA jack that lets you turn it on or off depending on if it's a closed or open circuit. And so I have a relay connected to that, which I hooked up to a Wemo. I don't know if you know what a Wemo. It's like a Internet of Things uh, switch. Sure. And so I just go on my phone and I say, you know, turn on the Wemo, and that turns on my radio. And that's awesome. I don't have to go. What is it? Ten feet into the garage to turn it on myself. <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the future of amateur radios there. This, this is where people or companies need to start working with is, is really incorporating this technology that we already have that we've, I don't know if we've been ignoring it or, or we just haven't found a way, but all of a sudden you're doing things like that. That's so cool right there. I, th for me, that's a reason that I may in the future purchase a flex radio. Yeah. I mean, it's a good segue. My next question is just about your projects. What are you currently working on? Uh, you have any projects, builds, antennas, backup power, off-grid stuff, anything? I'm super excited to talk about this because uh, just on Sunday, I finished or, well, that's never really finished. Let's be realistic. But the DX Commander has a great line of antennas. Everybody loves them. And I decided to see if I can build my own DX Commander called the Lieutenant Dude. Nice. You know, and the reason I call it Lieutenant Dude is because a commander's higher ranking, right? It's not quite a, a commander. Exactly. You got it, right? So I I didn't want to be disrespectful to him, but in the same sense, I wanted to be kind of funny. It's it's and so I built this uh little four band uh and it's a DX commander light essentially. And now I'm having fun with it and I'm I'm starting to add bands to it. Like I'm gonna go later today, maybe add 10 meters to it surprisingly somehow you, you six meters is working on there too. Uh, I had a really good time with that build and 
there was nothing completely difficult about it, but here's the thing. Um, when you want to do something like, like build an antenna, you have the visions of the end, right? And you're like, Oh man, this is going to look so cool. And sometimes you don't really think about all the little steps in the middle. And for me, it was really fun to be able to build this and say, okay, step one is this, we got over that hurdle. What's the next step? Take it step by step. And it really teaches you a lesson that anything's possible as long as you break it up. Right. If, if you're just looking at the end result, it's not going to turn out very well. And so I really enjoyed that antenna built. And um, the other thing I've been tinkering with is uh, this uh, Cricut D4D. It's a one watt FTA transceiver. And this was a fun build. So um, you're showing up here a uh, little tiny box. Did, it, did the kit oh, yeah. come with the case? So, <laughs> I'm a little bit used to being on videos all yeah. the time. But yeah, it's you. Know, I would say that it's what, maybe four inches by three inches by two inches at the most. Mm-hmm. And it's an audio in and an audio out, which plugs into a sound card on the computer. It's really nice because it, it decodes and encodes FT8. Well, now I could use this little, this little uh, FT8 transceiver, we'll call it. And if I want to go do those sodas that I was talking about, or uh, if I want to go up to a mountain somewhere or just on a hike, I don't have to worry about weight. So a guy like me, who's got some problems with his pack makes it a lot easier, right? Maybe get a little tablet in there and we're good to go. So is that what you would use? You have like a a small PC or a a, a Android tablet that you would hook into that? Well, currently I'm using a HP laptop. However, I am looking for a, for a tablet that's going to be even, you know, lighter and smaller form factor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's, that's the plan is maybe some kind of tablet. Um, and then for the antenna on that too, because light is good and it's only one watt. Uh, I got a K6 ARK antenna. Oh, that's nice, 40, yeah. 40 meters and 20. So uh, one thing I should mention about that. Half wave or is it random wire? Um, it's a half wave. Okay. And then the thing I should mention about the little FTA transceiver is this one's only good for 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have a 20 kit over there that I'll probably start building in the next week or so. Yeah. And I'm hoping to maybe make a video on, on the build. So if anybody had questions along the way, they could watch the video and they could oh, say, yeah. Oh, that's where I got lost. You know? Yeah. It looks like a little tiny aluminum black anodized, uh, deck of cards with a tiny BNC connector sticking out the back. And it looks like it takes 10 to 14 volts there. Pretty cool, man. Yep. And then, like I said, on the front there, you have uh, just an input for audio and an output. Yeah. And I have it somewhere, but it's a, you'd use like a little USB sound blaster card and uh, you could even use a Raspberry Pi if you wanted to. Pretty cool. Thanks. Yeah. Look forward to those videos. I'd probably want to put one of those together too. It'll be a good time for sure. So you mentioned Raspberry Pis and Arduinos. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about what you've worked on with those? Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've been using Raspberry Pis for is uh, all-star Sherry devices or all-star devices in general, not just the Sherry. That's not really a kit. It could be a kit, but uh, I currently did disassemble this, uh, this Redivis. And offhand, I don't recall the model, but it's a small Redivis handheld radio. And I'm working to use it in conjunction with a Raspberry Pi to build my own all-star node. So basically, I took the board out of the, uh, the casing and uh, I'm tapping into different different points along the way to to be able to transmit receive and and so forth that'll be pretty fun um you know with the arduinos we do things like uh i don't know what you guys call it fox and hound or basically building like a fox and hound kind of thing so yeah the arduinos programmed every three minutes to generate a tone with a call sign 
and you got to try to find it. So that's been pretty fun using a little bit of relays and really trying to incorporate how relays work. And then of course I use an Arduino with that, but I suppose you could go, you can go the device to the Arduino to the Pi, and then it could be remotely controlled as well. If, if you had internet, wherever it was. So placed. is that like a CW it calls out for yeah. the call sign? Okay. Yeah. It'll do uh, CW. All right. And I'm going to admit something here. All star has always eluded me. I don't quite understand what it is. I mean, this is one of those yeah. things that I should know, but I just kind of take it at face value and say, oh yeah, all star, Echolink, oh, all that stuff. But can you explain can, to me and the listeners what all star is and how I it works? Do, yeah, I, I could do my best for sure. Um, and I'm going to go back to when I was working at the wireless internet company, we used to sell PBX or uh, little phone systems to, to businesses or clients. And I'm going to explain how the phone system works is they would pick up a phone and they would have an extension. And what would happen is, is they would dial a number and when they dialed the number, it would go through the server or the, it's called an asterisk server. During that time, it would then route out to whoever they called outside routing. It, well, essentially all-star took that same type of technology and incorporated it in amateur radios. So you set up a, an asterisk type server. And what happens is, is you can set up extensions and that would be like your node number. So you, mm -hmm. the, the, all the, uh, the asterisk server I'm talking about is, is right now it's like a centralized server and uh, you sign up on this website, you get an extension. And so with that extension, you build your all-star node or in theory, you build your extension, you build a little device for your extension. And when you key up, it actually, you can connect to other extensions or other nodes. Mm -hmm. And so you key up, you, you connect to the node. And now you guys have an open line of communication between each other through that asterisk server, Linux based asterisk server. So interesting. So it's almost like a kind of like a VoIP setup. It, exactly. It's voice over IP. Okay. Yeah. But it's incorporating radios in there too, because when you build your node, you, you could use your radio to talk to the node. And then the node transfers it over the internet. Of course, that's not going to be good if the internet goes down or whatever, but yeah. it's still a cool little project. And so it's, it's, it's kind of like the concept of hotspots and reflectors, but much simpler than that, I would imagine. It's really easy. It's really easy. Yeah. And in fact, if you don't have a node, you could use a program called IAX, IAXRPT, which allows you just to put in all your extension or your node information into this Windows-based program. And it'll it'll link you through uh, through the asterisk server, so mm -hmm. you can talk to your buddies. That's really nice if you're like on vacation somewhere, right? And maybe you didn't bring your radio, but you want to talk to somebody at home. So, how um, active do you find All Star? Is it is it pretty active? Lots of people talking on it all the time. You know, the thing about All Star is, at least here in Northern Illinois, we have a group here, and it's constantly building. So, I think we started with two or three of us talking, then another guy joined, then another guy joined, and we probably have in and out. I don't know, 15, 20 people that are on there, um, you know, throughout the week. Um, I don't really connect to too many external nodes or when I say external nodes, I mean, like I don't typically connect to people in, in Montana or California, but I will tell you that all-star is constantly growing. So you don't need a special digital radio. You use an analog no. radio. And yeah, com completely analog. It's awesome. Okay. You know, where you oh, look at a lot okay. of these technologies like fusion, right? But just going to require this this specialized uh, C4 FM you know protocol 
No, you just need an analog radio. You could do it with an $8 Baofeng 888S if nice. you wanted to. This yeah. has me thinking now because I got a, a couple of hams I know in the Bay Area of uh, California, and I was thinking I would have to send them, you know, a DMR radio and a hotspot for us to really talk reliably because we can use repeaters, but they're kind of busy sometimes, or, you know, you just don't want to be on a repeater. I'm thinking I could just send them an all-star setup or maybe just even show them how to get it going and then use you know, it there. They have bow fangs. Yeah. Uh, the, the coolest thing is too, is you get these, these all-star nodes and kind of just like you mentioned, sometimes you want to stay off the repeaters. There's no reason maybe to be on them, but you still want to talk to all your buddies locally. That, that's a great solution. And it's, you know, those, those little nodes, some of them put out only 400 milliwatts. So it's not like it's spewing RF all over town. Yeah. It's staying yeah. pretty well centrally localized as well. It's kind of nice. It's a, uh, it, it would be a, a decent solution. In fact, if uh, if you were interested in it, I could even probably send you a sample uh, all-star node so you could play around with it and see how you like oh, it. Yeah. I, have a, I have a few of them laying around. That here. would be great. But yeah, cool. that's cool. I, uh, I have to add something to my ham radio to-do list now to get to, because we're always trying to figure out ways to talk to each other. We've already gone to all the way to the discussion of getting NVIS setups <laughs> with HF. You know, and then one yeah. of them has to get his general for us to do this, right? <laughs> right. I'm just thinking, <laughs> this is a lot of barrier to entry here. I I no, need a so, simpler so way simple. to talk to them. Yeah, these uh, these these uh, nodes do they uh, they operate and they transmit on the same frequency. You could set Curtis or CTCSS tones. Uh, you know, it's, it's very simple. And uh, I got to tell you, the audio quality is amazing on All Star. Wow, there are some protocols digitally that that sound a little tinny, or mm-hmm. maybe like the 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 bandwidth is just being pushed uh, a little bit too narrow. I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but All Star just sounds nice and full. It sounds natural, if you will, is, is probably the best way to put nice. it. My buddy uh, Casey Nine Hundred and Eight would tell me, yeah, it sounds natural. Uh, yeah, that's I one of the first things that I noticed when I got on D Star. I said these people sound nasal and tinny. Nasal is a good word for it, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I just thought, well, that's just how digital will sound. But um, then you hear people on the two meter repeater that you have a good connection to and they sound great, you know, and you're like, well, yeah. aside from the Kurt Chunk, I, I miss that full bodied audio, right? Yeah. It, it, like I say, it's really nice too, especially when you got a node that's right here and you're not getting any of that, what they would call it bacon grease or break, bacon fry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not getting any of the crackling or whatever. Cause you're a little too far out from the repeater. Nah, you, your nodes right here. You're, you're going to get a yeah. very clean, perfect signal. You know, what is your favorite gear right now? Commercial or homemade? Right now I'm, I'm totally loving the Yaesu FT891. And oh, the reason okay. I love it, you know, I, I got the DX10 here, but I'm like, I like the 891. It's it's portable. It's it's a smaller, but not you know, it still does 100 watts. Uh, it's, so it's really nice. I can carry it with me. In fact, it sits in my truck and it's it's under the seat. That way, whenever I go anywhere, if I want to pull it out, I can start playing radio. So I love the 891, and I use a BioNO battery with it. What kind of um, antenna do you use with it? You have a mobile mount or something? So I, no, I don't use it in the vehicle, but like when I go places and I stop, um, and I'll, I was using a Wolf River coil, but now that I have this Lieutenant dude, uh, there's, there's just no comparison to me if the antenna is working great. So that's going to be in the vehicle permanently as well. And then wherever I go, I'll just pull it out. But I think it would be important also to have a nine to one, at least NFED in there with a tuner 
just if I wanted to get in some other bands as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Currently, so, I, I love. Let's that let's go back to this lieutenant dude antenna. It's <laughs> it sounds so cool. So it, it breaks down like a like a DX commander, and you just wind up all the different antennas and and counterpoises and all that. It's it's just kind of the same thing. The same exact concept. So what you do is you have a, a ten meter fiberglass pole. I used a jack kite or jack kite. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fiberglass pole. I think it was like seventy bucks. And and to be fair, I'll tell you right now that it probably wasn't as cheap as the DX Commander. Like uh, Cal <laughs> Cal figures out a way to sell them for cheap enough. I don't I don't know how he does it, but yeah. So you say you have the uh, the telescoping uh, pole, if you will, and then you have the radials. And what I did for the radials is I ended up using power pole connectors for the radials. Mm-hmm. So instead of like sc- screwing each one on every time and then unscrewing a, a you know a nut and a bolt to to, to, to get the radials on. I just used power pole adapters and I snap them in and they're good to go mm-hmm. uh, for the radials. And it's the same concept as, as Cal, where you got five radials, sorry, five radial wires per bunch, if you will. And then I run three wires. Uh, I go 40, 20 and 17. And then I get 15 in there as well. Very cool. Yeah. And then so you just use those, an analyzer and figure out the lengths for the different antenna elements and get, get an excellent uh swr I, yeah i i'll tell you i i followed cal's guide the dx commander's guide because he has a little tutorial on there and he's like you're gonna want to cut it at these links and this links and i'm like all right cool i'll do that so i did and i took it out there and i set it all up and i'm not even kidding like the first time everything was almost perfect oh nice I'm like, wow i'm like this guy really <laughs> did his research so i can't take any credit for anything it's just it's kind of a spoof name oh, but it's so cool to be able to yeah. uh to duplicate the design and i uh, i find that true to uh, true as well you know when i'm trying to reproduce something i end up spending way more than oh yeah than what i could have just got but it, you know then you come out of it and you have all this knowledge That's that you didn't have absolute, before right i have 100 percent intentions to buy a ds commander there, there it's never been uh a question of that mm-hmm. but i wanted that knowledge that you're just talking about right there and earlier i talked about the baby steps you take to learn something and that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to understand every single step and how it worked that way. If I ever needed to build one in some kind of scenario or situation, I would be able to. Yeah. So do you have a video of this uh, Lieutenant? I dude? will soon. I definitely will soon. Um, I, I'm working on a redesign of a couple of things. Um, see, initially I was, I was basing, I was basing, or I printed, 3D printed something that I found on the internet. And uh, I'll talk about that in the video as well and give that gentleman credit offhand. I don't remember his name, but he made a YouTube video on how he 3D uh, designed like the base plate and the 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 different wire holders, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I decided I wanted to use power pole adapters, I thought that uh, I thought I could do a, a complete rework. So I will have a video soon, but I want to make sure that it's it's uh, everything is ready to go when I do this video. Mm-hmm. Um, I want I want to make sure that it's all done right, and I'm going to go into a, a extreme detail in it too. So if you guys wanted to build one at home, you'd be able to go online, yeah. 3D print the. That's the where parts. I'm kind of going with this because I'm curious how you did put it together because I don't recall Callum having a a how to in his his uh, DX commander videos. Maybe he does somewhere buried in there, but it's uh, uh, it's a tricky spot to find. But if you go, uh, if you go onto his website, he has an article there under, you know, one of his antennas that says, uh, you know, like walkthrough guide on the DX commander. And he talks about the wire links and everything. And mm. uh, 
I might have just found it out of luck, to be completely honest with you. But uh, mm -hmm. he's actually also pretty open in his videos about what he does. And so I watched a lot of his videos and I'm like, this is cool. Yeah, well, that's like really it. cool that you, you use the power poles. I know that there are several who have used them for link dipoles as the links, right? Yes, uh, yes. As one Isn't way to cool? do it. And it's like, you know, it's intended for power, but people are finding all these ways to use them as connectors for everything. I think it's great. I, I mean, hey, why not? And some people say that, hey, you know, they're kind of expensive little connectors, but man, I, I just put $200 into this antenna that I build a couple of more dollars for power pole connector ain't going to hurt me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really think that is, it's a, I haven't found a good substitute. Honestly. It's an, uh, yeah. It's an unintended use for them, but yeah, the power pole connectors are great. Yeah. Um, I will say though, you might agree with me. You have to buy actual Anderson power pole connectors. If you buy the, the knockoff ones, most of the time they don't fit into the original ones, but most of the times they're not as good a quality either. Yeah. I've only ever bought the ones from PowerWorks, the Anderson power yeah. poles. I, I don't think I've I ever found knockoffs and I wouldn't trust them if I found them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, I think I was on Amazon or something. I, I couldn't tell you exactly where, but uh, I learned my lesson because the first time I bought them and they weren't good. I found another guy who was selling different ones and I bought them and they weren't any good. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah. and everybody's going to have different opinions on that for sure. Um, but I, I think in the future, I'll just stick with Anderson and pay the extra few bucks for the yeah, for the yeah. quality power pole adapters. Um, yeah, and then, you know, I, I build batteries and there's a lot of battery makers on YouTube and they use all kinds of connectors from like XT60 or, you know, uh, what are some of the other ones that I can't really remember right now, but it's just like there's all these different ways that they're they're doing things banana plugs, you know, terminal rings and all this kind of stuff. And I'm only ever thinking of power poles as the way that you're connecting anything to it. And all of my gear, like if I get an inverter, I just snip off the end and add power poles to it. You know, it's like absolutely everything. Absolutely. New radio doesn't have anything on it. Yeah, it's, it's getting a power pole adapter on there. Yeah. You know, it's a hundred percent. That's the, the way to go, uh, in my opinion. And it is nice to have everything, at least that you own, be universal, right? Because if you ever need to put it in something else, you know that you're not going to have to go figure out how to make it work. You have Anderson on this, you have Anderson on that, you have Anderson, you know, it just works out. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. So who are your Ham Elmers and Ham Heroes? Hmm. You know, it's uh, with, uh, I, I got to say locally, I, there are a couple guys here locally and and they've taught me a lot, but they've always been, I think part of being an Elmer, you know, we talk about teaching people things, but I think it's also pushing people to do things. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I know you want to do this, but, but you're just not motivated. Come on, get to it. And so mm -hmm. guy out here called, uh, his name is Bill N nine R E S. And, uh, he's, he's been a really good guy. He's been, he's been really positive, uh, with this whole YouTube thing, but also teaching me things that I might not know or throwing ideas out my way and saying, Hey, have you ever thought about it this way? That's been pretty cool. Um, alongside Bill, another all-star guy, uh, KC9ONA, he's always been, his name's Andy. He's always been, uh, in fact, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be licensed if it wasn't for him because he's like, go get your license, man. Why haven't you got your license? Mm. Back in 2014 when I got licensed, I just, uh, he knew that I had interest in this stuff. He worked at the internet companies with me back in the day. Mm -hmm. He's like, why haven't you got licensed yet? I'm like, I'm, I'm scared. I don't know. He, he kept pushing me, <laughs> kept pushing me. So 
you talk about these people who who teach you things, but they also push you. Those guys are pretty pretty you know profound in my book. But uh, as far as Elmer's right now too, I man, I got to give it out to KK Six USY. Yeah. K six ARK and Smoke and Ape. Yeah. And those guys are doing some amazing things. You know, every day. Yeah, I go every time I watch one of K six ARK Adams videos. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they're excellent. Like, man, he could think outside the box, and he does it so amazing. Yeah. And when you see that, you're like, that makes a lot of sense. And then again, it drives you to be a better uh, operator, if you will. Uh, same thing with Chuck uh, KK six USY and his antenna builds. I'm like, you know, he'll tell me these things. He'll say. He'll say, I, I wish I could imitate Chuck's son. You need to do it that way. But uh, I'll, I'll, I won't listen to him. And then three weeks later, you should have done it the way I told you to. It's like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right, because he, he knows what he's talking about. A little stubbornness on my part, you know. Yeah, I was uh, I was chatting with, with Adam, K6ARK, recently. He was showing some pictures, and I'm not going to really uh, spoil his uh, his reveal, but shown some pictures of something he's working on and i'm like adam why are all your builds so elite like they're so nice they're so well designed and he just said because i'm anal <laughs> uh, he he does a remarkable job uh, i met a guy one time and he 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 recognized me or he knew who i was and so he, we're talking about ham radio dude and i'm not kidding you he goes do you know k6ark <laughs> Yeah, like well, thanks away for taking away the uh, <laughs> take, taking away my moment there, Adam. But to be fair, Adam deserves it, man. Yeah, do you he's know so, him? He's so elite with his stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, it's he, such amazing. I mean, he goes down to this like you know fingerprint sized resistors and capacitors, and he's building these micro units. But then other things, you know, he I recently got into batteries, and he showed. Uh, how he put together his uh, his lithium ion batteries that he uses for ultralight stuff, and I'm just amazed. I'm like, wow! Even even in in that, where before he was just getting a bunch of you know commercial ones, now he's getting into building them, and they they look so nice and so you know well packaged. And I'm like, man, how come you're not a store right now? <laughs> I know I get the same questions too, but it's just like his stuff is so professionally done. And uh, I just admire all of his creations. Yeah, I agree. This, the, this little antenna that that I got from him, uh, I mean, it's he did such an amazing job. And you could tell that there was such a attention to detail on it. And it works so well. And he just acts like it was so easy. You know, he's like, <laughs> that, like yeah, no big deal. The power of editing, I guess, is what he said. Like, as that, far as uh, him heroes go, I, I got to tell you, um, I can't, I'm, I'm blanking on his call sign right now. And you're going to know probably, but Steve Goodgame. Ah, uh, yes. K5ATA, Steve. You got it right there. Uh, let's talk about ham heroes. Let's talk about this guy, right? This guy is going into school teaching every day. He's a volunteer firefighter. He's he's working his uh, butt off, right? And he somehow manages to run a club where he's getting all these youths into amateur radio, right? And, you know, respectively, the YouTube community, viewers and YouTubers alike are pitching in to help these kids with radios. But Steve put that all together. I mean, you can't ask for a more self, well, I don't want to say it wrong, selfish, selfless, 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 selfless. Not selfish. <laughs> it's hard to say it. You can't ask for a more selfless deed though. I mean, like he's going out there and he's doing some good work. And uh, to me, that's a hero. You know, yeah. So. I can imagine like in, in maybe a decade, all, all this concentration of hams in his area <laughs> oh, from yeah, his work. Right. 
Right. Definitely. Yeah, he's a great guy. And uh, I love catching his streams. And I think the latest development was uh, one of his Padawans, quote unquote Padawans, got his general ticket. So they're trying to get yes. a fundraiser to get him a G90 HF radio. That's that's pretty cool. Did you see the stream where I said, uh, for every like we have, I'll donate a dollar for that, for that no, fund. I didn't see that. <laughs> he, he went from like 25 likes and I was like, Hey guys, don't forget to like, and nobody was liking it mm -hmm. toward the end of the, I said, I'll tell you what, if you guys like it, I think we went to like 125 likes. Oh, there. nice. That so was pretty cool. <laughs> you got roped yeah, in. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's working to get these, these kids, these radios. Yeah. You know, and do, do what he can, whether it is an HD to start or, uh, Maybe he need, the kid needs a Yaki antenna because he can't quite reach the, the repeater tower from his house. He's he's working with these kids. Uh, if they express interest, he'll make sure that they're going to get taken care of. You got to yeah, respect that. That's great. Well, that's about it I, that I had there. Um, is there anything else you want to say or plug or give advice about before we close here? I always tend to give this typical one as far as advice goes, and it's usually don't quit. You know, if uh, if you're interested in something, whether or not, whether or not you don't think you could pass a test or you don't think you're eventually ever going to be able to build the device, just don't quit, man. Uh, and there's obviously if it's not safe, quit, but, mm -hmm. yeah. but <laughs> I'm talking, don't quit. If, if you have a passion for something, keep going, keep trying. You're going to fall down 10 times that 11th time you're going to get it and it's going to feel good. That's, that's about the best I could do, but I, I do want to thank you as well for having me on here. It was oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I see you all the time and I'm like, I got to get that guy, into an interview and, and, and learn more about his setup and, and what he does and why he does it. Because, uh, yeah, you definitely are, are out there. Uh, a lot of useful videos, a lot of very funny ones as well. And, uh, yeah, I, your channel is great. I'm going to link it in the show notes. I think you're on Twitter too, right? Or no? I am on Twitter. It's uh, kind of a new thing for me. I don't quite understand, but a uh, ham radio dude or yeah. at ham radio dude. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm on well. Twitter and, uh, of course, you can find me on YouTube. You're going to link it below, but uh, also Ham Radio Dude. And yeah. uh, we do this thing every Thursday night, if I can plug it real quick. It's called yeah. the FT8 Off. Oh, yeah. The, the FT8 Off, I just want to talk about it real quick, is we, we, we had this thing where we recognized that nobody liked FT8. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, that's the <laughs> truth. Everybody would have talked about how horrible FT8 was. And I, mm -hmm. I was watching a video on YouTube about... Uh, like a, a gamer who was playing something called battle Royale where they're all competing against each other. And I said, I got it. You know, let's do this. Let's yeah. have an FT8 competition every week. The points don't matter, but we'll have fun doing it. And we'll get a group of people together and it's turned out to be a real good time. So if you guys have the opportunity or, or women have the opportunity to check out the FT8 off Thursday nights, it's after Thursday night ham radio. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll enjoy it. A lot of banter. Yeah. And uh, Dan beer snack. Uh, I forget his call sign off the top of my head but uh he set up the how to get in on that contest on thursdays he did in fact he made documentation he made a video he's the guy responsible for the whole backhand scoreboard yeah i mean so you know you come up with an idea and you roll with all these guys and it builds every week because everybody's starting to get interested and says hey i'm proficient with this you know i i can help you with this i can help you with this and it's, it's just been a pleasure and it's it's really brought the community together yeah it's been fun to watch and it's uh it's good turning something around like that that uh everyone likes to bag on fd8 and say how it's horrible it's killing ham radio but then it's actually pretty fun to see it real time happening and people competing and seeing how many contacts they get absolutely yeah, it's, it's a fun uh fun stream you guys have thank you well yeah thank you for taking the time 
Thanks for being on. It was, it was good talking with you. Thanks for the uh, all-star information. It just got my uh, my creative uh, thoughts flowing here on how to get talking with my local friends who are just a little too far. <laughs> yeah, contact me offline. Uh, you know how to get a hold of me, but uh, contact me offline. I'll get you one of those here to test out or, or see yeah, if you definitely. like it at least. That way, you know, whatever. But but again, thank you. I had such a blast. If, uh, if, if you ever need a guest again, I'd be more than happy to come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We we were kind of due for a round robin where I, I just talk about like general hypothetical questions with a group of people and maybe we can uh, invite you to have a discussion with them. You know, I love it when people, I love it when it's like one of those divisive questions and people are just, you know, pitted against right. each other. So maybe yeah, you can join yeah. one of those one of these days. That would be a great time. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot. I'll say 7-3. Seven, 7-3. Three. Seven, three. You've been listening to Handum Thoughts. Thanks a lot, and we'll see you again next time.